Today's podcast is sponsored by our amazing friends over at Adorama. Adorama is one of the best electronic retailers specializing in photo and video equipment. They also have a rad blog and video series highlighting content creators called Through the Lens, which you can find on their YouTube channel. We've partnered with Adorama to offer free education through the AOV Academy. So head over to aovacademy.com for free online courses in photo and video. Hey, what's going on, world? Welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. It's your boy Prince here as your host. And today we have a very special guest on the show. We have Miss Paige Tangi. She is an adventure photographer based in San Francisco, California. Paige, welcome to the show. Hey, Prince. Yeah, thanks for having me. Stoked to, to be on the show with you. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. It's been it's been a long time coming. I'm stoked to stoked to have you on. Been following your little adventure for the last <laughs> little bit, and uh, it's really nice to chop it up with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've obviously been following the AOV stuff, so stoked to be here again. Uh, so why don't we start this off with you giving the AOV community a little bit more background on yourself? Yeah, sure. So originally, I'm from Utah. So grew up in Utah. My family is originally from Arizona, so kind of spent some time going back and forth between the two. But yeah, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. It's called West Mountain, Utah. If you can find it on a map, like good for you. Uh, But yeah, it's kind of the middle of nowhere. Grew up on a farm. We had all sorts of like fruit, animals. I spent my summers working outside, which to be honest, I think kind of is what made me appreciate nature, the outdoors, all that kind of stuff. But if you would have asked me back then how I felt about it, I was not stoked <laughs> to be spending my summers, you know, working hard outside, but it was good. It's good for me. Yeah, let's see. So I grew up there. I went to college there. I actually, I have a dance degree, which a lot of people don't know. So yeah, I did that in college and then I uh, started working in tech after that. So now I do the whole tech thing. Uh, I know it's a little overrated in the Bay Area, but that's what I do for work. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of like a quick run through of me. So so you're a technical recruiter? Yeah. Yep. So I actually, I talk to engineers all day and pretend I understand what they're talking about, basically. <laughs> it's, so. cool. it's cool though. You do that enough and you, and you actually do like start to understand. The, at least you can speak it, right? Yeah, it's true. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we have the biggest cluster and they're like eating it up. And I'm like, I don't even actually know what that means. Like zero, (laughs) zero idea, but they like, they eat it up. We have cool, (laughs) cool conversations about it. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. So let's talk about how you first got started in photography. How did that start? Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned before, like I was always kind of doing artistic stuff. Like I am lucky to have some pretty cool parents like my dad is like the most athletic guy you'll ever meet and then my mom she's just like super artistic she sings dances like paints all that kind of stuff and so I grew up being pretty artistic and also like being outdoors playing sports and I think like after I graduated from college and I finished my dance and I kind of I I was kind of burnt out I I just spent like four years dancing no joke like 10 um, 10 plus hours a day And I I didn't really know what to do next. For some reason, I wasn't really feeling like I wanted to continue in dance or I just wasn't really sure. So I started like painting. I was like trying all the artistic stuff because I knew I liked it all. Uh, And I actually started doing photography because I I wanted to take photos and paint the photos. And um, so I was like, oh, I'll just get a camera. I'll go out, take some photos, and then I'll end up painting it. But little did I know is (laughs) I like basically never paint anymore. I just do photography like all the time now so that's kind of what got me into it initially that's awesome so what is it exactly that you love so much about photography well I think it kind of well one it gets you outside you know gets you off the couch away from Netflix uh gets you out like experiencing new things it makes you meet new people all that stuff I love about it but again like I think I think humans inherently want to create you know they want to build something, make something, uh, and remember what they made. And so I think like going out, taking that photo and having it as a little bit of a base, uh, I actually feel like I go in and paint on top of it. You know, I'm like creating this photo 
and uh, using like shadows and light to bring out certain areas. And it just like, it feels cool. Like it feels cool to create something that, you know, might inspire people to actually get out and see these places that are so incredible to experience. So, yeah. I love that. Getting outdoors, I think is, is probably like one of the best things about photography. It just allows you to get off your butt, like you're saying, and go and actually interact with the world around you and actually like pay attention to the world because it's weird. Like before being super into photography and whatnot, it's really easy to just kind of like beeline it to wherever you're going. But as Mm -hmm. you start to develop like an eye, like you slow down, you're kind of looking up, down, around buildings and you're just curious to what's around. And I think it allows you to enjoy the world around you, you know, like a lot more than, than not. Oh, I'm kind of laughing as you say that because, like, I notice I do it now so much. I'm, I'm, like, walking down the street, and I'm, like, in a new area maybe that I've never been before, and I'm seriously, I'm walking, like, two miles an hour. I'm just, like, turning in circles, like, looking up around in every direction because I just, like, you're right. Like, you just see the world in a different way, and you're constantly looking for, like, like what's the coolest way to, to see this, you know? Mm-hmm. What's the coolest way? Wh- where should I stand? Where should I be? Uh, and just kind of appreciating things maybe that you would have, never even noticed before absolutely so I'm, lo- I'm looking at your feed here i love your images you have such like a a rad uh a rad little style and i'm curious how did you come about developing your you know your own personal photographic style this is a good question i don't even know if there was like one specific way maybe that i developed it but just over time i think like when i first started doing photography I had no idea what I wanted to take pictures of I kind of was just taking pictures of everything and I also was just uh, I actually started out taking a lot of portraits and like couple shots and things like that I for a second there I was like oh I'll probably be like a wedding photographer or something Uh, but um, anyway just the more I do it the more I find that like I, I like to I, I don't like shooting people as much unless they're like in my photo creating like scale Um, otherwise I just, I like going out, I find, uh, you know, an interesting composition, uh, a place of, you know, someone might actually want to go and be someday. (laughs) Um, and then I guess like my style with editing is I, I tend to, well, I change it a lot right now. I'm kind of into the dreamy look as you probably can notice. (laughs) Uh, I like to, uh, kind of like drop that contrast uh even clarity I drop a little bit to kind of make it look a little bit like more glowy I bring up the blacks I used to just I used to be like oh I hate matte black I'm always gonna matte my blacks or I'm always gonna like make them black black but I don't know something happened like lately I'm just like drawing them up drawing the the highlights down uh so yeah I mean I guess there's not really I don't know that I even have like a style style but I guess over time it's just kind of I tend to change up what I'm doing. I tend to, you know, start taking pictures of different types of things. And, um, I guess what you see is my style, but to me, it doesn't really look like, uh, I guess it doesn't really look like a style, but. So it's more or less like whatever your vibe is that day, or maybe whatever you're trying to communicate, or maybe it's a certain body of work. Maybe it's a few images, you know, as a set or collection this way. And then the next set might be completely different. Yeah, which probably doesn't help me on Instagram, but that's okay. <laughs> it's like what I feel. So, it, well, yeah, I'm curious. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I mean, you. I think you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't want to put words in your like, mouth, so I gotta ask. No, no, no. I know you're you're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Instagram is what it is. It's like you kind of have to like if you want to grow to be to have you know three hundred thousand followers, you you somewhat have to maybe play the game of Instagram a little bit where you, you got to post like certain things, you got to post certain times, you got to like, I don't know. There's just things like I seriously know before I post a photo, if it's going to do well or not on Instagram. Cause I just know it does well on Instagram and I have to try to keep myself in check to not let that drive what content I'm putting out there. Uh, I really do try to put out what I want, but for sure. I know that like, if there's things I changed about what I posted, it would, like my, my following would grow quicker. My engagement would be better, but I don't know. I try not to let that dictate my stuff, but it, it, it's tough. So good, good. No, that's nice. I was curious. I was going to ask you, okay, so like what type of game are you playing then? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you playing the Instagram game or are you playing your own? Uh, oh, man. You know what? I guess, yeah. What's the goal with this? 
So, um, I mean, right now I'm kind of, I'm trying to like build a website out and stuff. That's going to be like one of the first next steps for me. Mm-hmm. But I guess end goal, I always think about this. I think it would be so cool to just walk into someone's house. I, I don't know who that person is. They maybe don't even know who I am. And I just like see one of my photos on their wall. And like, I, I actually don't even care if they know that I took that photo. But it just would be so sick to like walk in and be like, okay, that's my photo. It inspired them enough that they put it in their house and they're going to look at it every single day. And again, like they might not even know who I am and that I actually took that photo. But I just think, I think that's cool. Like I want, I want people to appreciate it. So. Right. So so you think you'd get more fulfillment out of someone like actually physically appreciating a piece of your artwork and that's that's kind of what your hope your aim is i guess is to just get your work out there and more into the real world so that people can enjoy your work and kind of off the digital platform yeah for sure it is different having it printed and actually like seeing it physically on a piece of paper um yeah i mean instagram is what it is now like it does allow people to at least see my work somewhat you know but and so i do like that that it gives me a, a way to get that stuff out there but yeah, eventually, like, that's the goal. That's why I want to build a website so people can visit the website, buy prints, that sort of thing, if they like it, so. Nice. Is photography something that if you could, you would you pursue it full-time, like, financially and, like, leave your job? Or is your job, like, something that you love and you'll always be kind of working and then photography is just a hobby? Yeah, I I don't know. I'm still figuring that out, I think. So, I mean, ideally, there's moments when I'm just like, oh, my gosh, yes, like, I love this. This is what I want to do every day, all day. But I also, there's like that piece of me that's a little worried that if it's what I did all day, every day, and it was my source of income, that maybe I would appreciate it less. Because right now, it's like a pretty big contrast. Like, like I grind at work, and then it's so, it feels so good to go out and, like, take photos and have, like, that contrast. And then at the same time, like, my job right now does provide a means to me, for me to do photography and travel and get out there and take photos. And, and so I like, I don't know, I think doing photography as a, as a job would be awesome. I just would have to figure out like the right way to do it so that it didn't feel so my hobby didn't become a a job or I guess feel like a job. Right. Which is easy to do, Yeah, you know, in a lot of different ways with various uh, hobbies, turning hobbies into careers but I think when you can keep it well balanced, then it's quite the powerful mix, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully one day we'll see. I have to figure out, like I said, that figure out the way I'd want to do it. <laughs> right. So, so what's been the biggest obstacle for you thus far in your photographic journey? I'd say like, cause I, I'm pretty new to it. I mean, I've only been actually taking photos since like May this year like I had a camera before that but I wasn't like actually doing much with it um and or sorry May this year May last year it's January um anyway but they yeah like I I think the hardest thing for me at first was figuring out how to motivate myself to get out by myself because at first I didn't know any photographers and like who wants to wake up at 4 a.m to go shoot a sunrise it's in my opinion it made a world of difference to actually go out with other people but it was kind of hard to meet other people that you like, you know, vibe with and like make and, and like you're this no name photographer that's like messaging these big photographers like, hey, like, can I come chill with you? And they're like, who are you? <laughs> so that was pretty hard, actually. Like it. And, and I'm not an assertive person. Like, I am not someone who like walks into a room and I'm like, what's up, guys? Like, I'm the main attraction. <laughs> like, That's not my personality. So it was super it was actually really hard to like get myself out there and like meet other photographers that were doing something similar to myself I could tell you like so many embarrassing stories where I like tried to get out of my comfort zone and and like message someone (laughs) that was like give us one example (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) actually okay actually probably a good one so uh Gabe Rodriguez (laughs) Uh so I actually Gabe um so I think I, I started following him because I heard his interview on the podcast like way back when and I was just barely starting to take photos and I was like wow his stuff is so amazing like he, this was so inspiring and so I like did the awkward thing that I'm sure like everyone does where I like find his stuff and I like send him a direct message and I'm like hey Gabe like that was so inspiring like keep it up you're awesome 
And then like nothing happened, didn't respond because he obviously gets a lot of messages, right? <laughs> and so then like two months later, he uh, I saw in his story that he was like going to some sort of meetup with a bunch of other photographers. And I, I didn't even remember that I'd sent him that first message and I messaged him again. And I'm like, hey, Gabe, like this looks so sick. Like, let me know if I could ever tag along. <laughs> anyway, at this point, again, like I'm like barely even taking photos. He, he would have no idea who I was. Uh, again, doesn't respond. And then like probably like five months later, I actually met him in person and I didn't, I had no idea that I'd already sent him two messages, not just one, like two. Um, and so then him and I start messaging on Instagram cause we met in person and he's like <laughs> the messages pop up that I'd sent him. <laughs> And it was so awkward. Like I was dying. I was just like, I, I felt so stupid. And he was like, way nice. About it. He's like, I'm so sorry. I should have messaged you back. Like I didn't even see these messages. And I was like, it's fine. I just look like an idiot. Like I, like I, I completely had forgotten I'd sent him anything. And then I actually met him in person and it was just really awkward. But yeah, that's like one of many stories, but it's all worth it. Like you got to do it. You got to, <laughs> you got to try to get yourself out there somehow. So <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's such a cool story. And, uh, you're right. You do have to put yourself out there. And at the end of the day, you have nothing to lose, right? It's like, yeah, don't take things personally. He didn't get back to you. You didn't take it personal. You wrote him again. You didn't, get, you know, he didn't get back to you. You didn't take it personal. You ended up <laughs> all working out. And so, uh, <laughs> It's funny how the universe just brings everyone together eventually. <laughs> so since we're talking about Gabe right now and, and various people, I'm curious, uh, who inspires you as a photographer? Yeah, I mean, like all of the, I mean, you know, all like the Bay Area big shooters that are all like, obviously at like Gabe and then there's like Jude Allen, all those guys that I kind of came across their stuff initially. But some of the ones that I've been following a little bit more recently, like uh, do you know Chris? Let's see, what's his last name? Chris Burkard. He's, mm -hmm. he's yeah. yeah, like his yeah. stuff. Like I actually, <laughs> I just barely started following him. I didn't even know that his stuff like existed. Yeah, but he has like big. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, Paige, what have you been doing? You're like under, <laughs> but um, no. So his stuff is really cool. I I really have been digging his stuff lately. Um, maybe another. So Chris Christopher Funk. Do you know who that is? Mm -hmm. Again? Okay, cool. So anyone named Christopher basically inspires. <laughs> hey, if you're a Chris, you're one of them shooters. <laughs> no. Yeah. So those two Chris's let's see. And then like another big one, see Max, I think his name is Max Rive. He does like super crazy landscape stuff. Okay. It's like, so like he was one of the first photographers I started following. He's again, like huge million plus followers on Instagram, but he, uh, yeah, his perspective on landscape is so crazy. Like it just looks pretty sick to me. So anyway, those are some guys. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, some good inspiration. So most of your, your, so do you only follow, I shouldn't say only cause I doubt that's true, but do you mostly follow other Bay area photographers? Sounds like, I mean, that's where you got your inspiration from. They're all Bay area photographers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just kind of like what happens to pop up, you know, right. it's what I easily come across I do follow uh I, I can't think of maybe specific names off the top of my head but yeah I mean I follow people from all over the world but it's probably saturated for here just because this is where I'm at so yeah exactly <laughs> no that's your community which makes a lot of sense so how do you go when you're out shooting you know you're out on an adventure with maybe Andrew and Paul early morning how do you <laughs> approach photographing a scene like when you guys all get out of the car and then it's time to go and, you know, lay that shutter. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on like if it's a super popular shooting spot. I mean, if it's California street or, or something <laughs> like, which I've actually even never even posted a shot from there. I've taken so many, but never posted one. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. If you're like at a super popular location, I, I, I definitely will like shoot the main shot, just kind of fill, you know, what what it actually looks like but I tend to just wander like I'll just go wander around and I'll like stand behind a tree and be like oh what does it look like shooting through some leaves so yeah I mean I try <laughs> I'll uh try to like find a cool perspective I guess uh maybe something yeah something that someone hasn't really captured before but I know some people kind of scope out beforehand like they'll like do a lot of research of like how do I want to capture this spot which I mean sometimes I do like 
especially if I'm going to a different country where I'm not actually familiar with a lot of the the spots to go I'll, I'll do some research but a lot of times I just show up and I just start wandering like I spend a lot of time just wandering around right. um and people are like where's Paige like she's like down the hill over there by herself just <laughs> chilling <laughs> so that's so funny you sound like me I, I'm I'm very similar I uh I'm always the first one out and I'm I'm gone everyone is like discussing where they're gonna go and they'll like walk off in a pack and I'm just like <laughs> lone wolf just like already over the ridge line that way just like running and i was like these <laughs> i i've also had some like oh man this one time i was helping shoot a wedding down in san jose and i i had some time and i i, I was like sunset and i was like oh man and i wasn't with uh, i wasn't with any other photographers so i was by myself and i was like oh man, I like, I'm going to go wander and get some super sick shots at the coast. And, and I, I like, <laughs> I could see this spot like up the hill. And I was like, okay, if I can get to there, like that would be such a sick location to shoot from. And so I'm like, it can't be that hard to get up there. It was basically like through all these trees and weeds and stuff. And like for the next like three hours, I was like weed whacking my way through the bushes. And I like finally get to this location and like the sun is like already set. <laughs> Oh. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, what am I doing? And then I like got poison oak from it. Cause I'm, I like dude, I, I was like new to San Francisco. I didn't even realize that like poison oak is everywhere. So yeah, that I, yeah, you gotta be careful though. Like <laughs> if you're like going on by yourself, like pay attention. Cause I was, I've done some dumb things at the same time. <laughs> right. No, that's funny. That's a great story. Cool. Let's move on to, uh, actually I have one last thing with photography specific. Uh, uh, what advice would you give to other women looking to get into say like landscape adventure type photography, but they f might feel a little intimidated as I often hear because it's such a male like dominated space. Yeah, for sure. And I ran into that a lot. Like that's what I was saying earlier about how awkward it might seem to kind of try to get yourself out there especially if that's not your personality at the end of the day you just kind of have to do it like you've got to message other people that are similar stages yeah I, I wouldn't really recommend messaging someone that has like a hundred thousand followers <laughs> uh my first mistake but yeah I mean find people that are like in your area find people that are similar to you like just getting started early on in their photography and you got to just send people messages like it's really the, I, I don't really know of any other way to do it because unfortunately it's not super safe for a girl to go out by herself and I actually did that quite a bit at first and I, I again I don't recommend it because it can be sketchy especially living in like San Francisco or other places like you hear of people getting beat up and their camera stolen and like you just got to be really safe so try to find other people to go out and adventure with and there's no easy way to do it or else everyone would do it. You just got to message people. I get messages from like random girls all the time that are like, hey, like, let's go on an adventure together. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I mean, obviously there's like limited time in the day, <laughs> but I try mm -hmm. to like try to go out with like other girls, other boys. Like I try to mix it up. So, yeah. Good. And do you, do you feel like the, the guys in the community are open to hanging out? They're not like on some like this is a boy's outing. You know? <laughs> I mean, I think so. I, yeah. I mean, like sometimes I go out and I'm the only girl and like, I don't know, they're all chill. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I like, they're cool. They, they kind of get that too. Like a lot of the, a lot of the guys out here that, um, uh, that you've already mentioned that we've already talked about, like they really, they really do like know that girls are in that situation and like, don't want to go out by themselves. So um, yeah, I've never met, it, like all of them are super chill and would be happy to go out with with girls and like and yeah it's not like just a guy thing at all so. right. no no absolutely so what's the uh i'm curious i'm always curious so like everyone you know there's a lot of people getting into photography these days you started a little less than a year ago uh, as far mm -hmm. as like taking it you know seriously and wanting to kind of really push yourself into that space what is the vision behind your art like why do you do what you do yeah. I mean, a lot of it's for myself. Like that sounds really like, I don't know, like stuck up maybe. No, I don't know. No. It just, it, it really is. Though. It's you like, express I, yourself, yeah. 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 It's like, it's, it's a lot of it's for me. Like I don't post a lot of the stuff I take because it's just for me, you know? Mm. Uh, and it's, it's a way to like wind down. It's kind of therapeutic for me. I'll sit and edit photos for like, 
eight hours straight. And I like don't even know where that time went, you know? And, and so, yeah, it's just like a way for me to feel like I'm creating something. Uh, and if other people appreciate it, that makes it even better. Uh, but at the end, yeah, I mean, it's, it's for me, it's for to inspire myself and keep myself going. <laughs> Cause you gotta, you gotta have something that you care about. You gotta have something to try to improve that, that you are passionate about. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's why I do it. How much, how much time do you put into your craft as far as like, you're just talking about, you know, having something to get better at. And so Mm -hmm. I'm curious on the education side, how much time would you say a week that you spend on just learning new things around your craft? That's also a good question. I think, I mean, doing photography, I spend and like editing and stuff. I probably spend at least like 30 hours a week on it. I don't know. It's hard to know. Uh, maybe even more. <laughs> um, but like, if you're trying to split up, like what I actually like watching like YouTube videos or actually like doing research, mm-hmm. I, I need to be better at that. Actually. I think a lot of my stuff that the way I learned is just kind of doing uh, trial and error. Like I actually don't really watch a lot of editing tutorials, which I don't necessarily recommend that. I, I think there's a lot of good editing tutorials out there, but I, yeah, I don't watch a lot. I actually just, I just kind of make a decision of what I like mm-hmm. and then I kind of do that. Um, but at the same time, there's been so many times I've been out shooting and I'm like, I like, I, I like don't know how to like do something that I'm trying to do. And I'm like, man, I really need to like go look that up and watch a video. <laughs> um, but I just like, I, I do the stuff that I enjoy and that research is kind of painful. <laughs> so I kind of like, I have to like discipline myself to actually like put that effort into to like do research on my camera and make sure I'm doing things the best way. And like that I'm not like reinventing the wheel. I'm doing something super inefficient. So, right. I, th- I think, I think there's a, I don't think there's anything wrong with learning through videos and books and courses, whatever it may be. But I think there's definitely something to be said about, uh, learning on your own, you know, trial and error. I think that for me, at least, I've found out in my life that's the fastest way for me to learn is to just throw myself in the fire and just figure it out. And yeah. oftentimes, and, and it's nice because you, you feel, especially with art, like art's one of those things where it's like, I don't necessarily want to take on someone else's style or take, you know, like I, I really want this stuff to come from my soul. So like, I kind of need to just figure this out. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. All I'm mm-hmm. saying, I guess, is that everyone's different and has you know, uh, different ways that they learn. Yeah. No. And I like that you said that. Cause that actually is one of the reasons why I don't do that is I, I do want to have a unique look for myself and I want things to look a little different than what other people are doing. So I do try to just come up with my own way to do it because it will look a little different than someone else's. And again, like, I just want it to be a little bit unique. I don't want, I, I hate when there's like and you look at like 10 different Instagram accounts and it's like, these guys probably sit and edit in the same room because it looks exactly the same. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Again, I actually do think like looking at a photo and trying to, especially when you're first learning, if you're trying to learn how to edit photos and you want to see how someone gets a certain effect or certain look, I don't think there's something wrong with like looking at it and trying to mimic. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's still important to try to incorporate your own style. So. Right. No, absolutely. So as an artist, we're all very like delicate, delicate, delicated. We're all very yeah. delicate and fragile and oftentimes in our head struggling with different things. So I'm curious, you as an artist, what do you struggle with the most? I think what I always struggle with is like, trying to find the right answer to things when there isn't a right answer to things, you know, there's no right way to do it. And I, I get caught up a little bit in like, Oh, like, do you like this one or this one? Or like, which one's better? Like I always sit and ask like my husband, I'm always like, which, which comp is better? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, no, you got to like help me when at the end, I, I just need to like decide, like, I just need to make that decision. <laughs> and yeah, like you just got to kind of figure out, those types of things on your own. And and I have a hard time with it. Like, I think I lived a lot of my life worried about what other people thought, Mm. you know, it's like, it's really hard to escape that. And I think a lot of young people struggle with that, you know, and it's just something that you have to 
try to let go of because at the end of the day like it's not important it's important like what you care about and like what you like and what's important to you but it's tough like I'm definitely you know not I've not figured it out yet it's I I work on it uh, on a daily basis with work and art and it's just like I gotta let go about what other people think Mm -hmm. so yeah uh it's something that uh like you and many others around the world. I think, you know, to some extent, like I've also struggled with that a ton, you know, historically speaking and recently, and I've been working on it for years, you know, and like recently I've, I've gotten to a point to where like, I'm truly confident and not confident, like in an arrogant way to where you're just like, I'm the man and I can do this. Like, like a confidence Mm -hmm. from like deep in from where you can look at eight photos and be like, that's the one. And this is yeah. how I'm going to edit it. And that looks good. And damn, this is an awesome collection. And this is going to be so sick in that gallery. Like, and I know it's good. <laughs> and so I think it's really beautiful that first and foremost, that you're aware of that. Cause I think that's like the hardest thing is being aware. Most people are not even aware that people are constantly asking for feedback and opinions on their art from usually people too, that aren't, uh, necessarily like the right people to be asking like you know they're not they're not yeah it's not like they're amazing artists it's just like your you know husband or your girlfriend or your friend or someone that's just like I don't know they're like I don't know they look the same (laughs) I'm like no they're so different there's definitely a better one exactly and so and, and it's tough with social media and seeing so many different images and it's tough to basically more or less be true to yourself and I think it's really important for artists to to take the time to grow mentally and to love themselves and to become confident and to love their art and to just know that as long as they're creating a hundred percent from their soul, then like put it out. Like that's you. you yeah. Well, there, there was seriously times in my life when I was like, I was like scared to have an opinion about things. Cause like, mm-hmm. what if that opinion was wrong? You know? Right. And like, what is that? That's so dumb. Like, it's like, it's an opinion. Like that's the purpose, you know, (laughs) it's like, there's no right or wrong answer. And and yeah, it's, it really is tough though. But I think like, as I've gotten better at photography and editing and like all that kind of stuff and people actually approach me and they're like, how did you do this? And it like surprised me at first. I was like, wait, like you're actually asking me my advice and my opinion. And like, you're asking me how I did something because you like it, you know? that it was it's like kind of helped my confidence maybe a little bit because I'm like oh cool like people actually do think this is unique (laughs) but yeah it really is so tough you're right like it's one of the hardest things so are you wearing a NASA (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt yeah (laughs) that's so tight (laughs) um I'm a nerd at heart, okay? I like no, I I'm so it. into like <laughs> like my favorite subjects in school were science and math because who knows why? Like <laughs> and like I like man, like National Geographic and like watching like space shows. I'm like all about that. So <laughs> <laughs> No, I love it. Mine was too, not math, but science and art. And so that that basically like sums it. up if you like look at what I'm into, it's like that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> So, so you work a full-time job, you're shooting and editing yeah. maybe sometimes 30 hours a week. That's like 70 hours a week of yeah. just like page is going. How do you sustain all that? Do you have any like morning routines or any type of rituals as far as like personal development goes to kind of help you stay sharp and focused and full of energy and loving life and just creating and doing your thing? my habits kind of go in waves. I sometimes like for a couple months, I'll be like going to the gym at 7am. And that's like how I start my day. And then I go to work. And then that way I can like just focus on photography. And I, it changes like my needs change. So my habits change a little bit. But it it's rough because lately, I've just been like so focused on photography and work that even if I sit down for like a half hour, and I'm watching like TV or something, just to, like unwind, I like feel like I'm being lazy. I like get my laptop out. And I'm like, I should be editing right now. <laughs> and so I do have to like, give myself a break. And and sometimes that's even when I'm out doing photography. Sometimes I have to just sit and chill and just like enjoy the view as the sun's setting and not be so worried about photography. So that helps me. Other routines, like actually going to the gym, I'll go back to that a little bit, just because that's actually huge for me. I don't know why, like mentally, I, I like listen to podcasts while I'm working out. I listen to books. I 
and it just gives me a, a moment to kind of you're like doing something that's exhausting you know you're you're physically straining your body um and at the same time you're like my mind just starts racing while I'm doing it like I just think through things and I go through things in my head and it's that it's really helpful for me to do that if I don't go to the gym during the day I I feel like I, I need that like I just need that time for myself where I'm just focusing on myself and letting my mind kind of race <laughs> through all of its thoughts no so, yeah. good good I love that now you gotta you gotta stay sharp and healthy you know in every way especially when you're you know you're busy and living your life you know um which I think everyone <laughs> should be with that said, we should we should be yeah, <laughs> you know a lot of people well, you know what I, I know yeah. you know what I mean you know a lot of people get consumed by like just watching the box you know entertainment and they're consumed by people and events rather than like getting out and just living their lives and so so everything seems impossible but nothing's impossible you just got to get off your ass and go do it (laughs) I can agree with that for sure (laughs) Uh, what kind of camera gear are you using so right now I'm using a Sony a7r2 Okay. So that's what I'm using for that. Um, I have a 72, uh, oh, sorry, a 24 to 70 millimeter lens. Mm-hmm. And right now, so I, I got that camera, my old, I had more like lenses on my old camera. I used to use Canon. Right. Um, and then I wanted something with like a higher pixel count, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever the correct word is for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I moved over to Sony and I actually love it. Like it does super well in low light my goal is to get more lenses. They're just so expensive. Like they cost so much. So I'm trying to save up for that so I can, cause I want obviously wide angle for my landscape stuff. I would love to have a 70 to 200 millimeter lens eventually, mm-hmm. but baby steps. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's fun. Like you gotta like, at least I'm glad you're not complaining about not having those things because you just gotta learn, you gotta grow and you need to really max out what you have. Like you need to push that 24 to 70 as far as you can possibly push it to the (laughs) point where you're like, okay, like I've pretty much done everything I could possibly do with this lens. And like now, like, and I feel comfortable shooting with it in any environment. And now I can move on to the next lens. And then, uh, going from there, like I shot on a 50 millimeter one eight for like three years straight. Like everything, video and photo. This is 2011. We're shooting every video on a 50 millimeter, every photo on a 50 millimeter. But guess what? Like I got really good with that camera. And then when you do get other lenses, it's like just a cakewalk. Now I have a wide angle, and I can get this wide without having to run (laughs) run to the end of the street. You know, I know the worst is when you're like trying to do something with like when you're trying to do wide angle with like your feet in it or something. And I have like my 20. And I'm like trying to lean back. I'm like laying down on the road. <laughs> Actually, um, I don't know if you saw it. Like one of the shots I posted recently was that. Let's see, Cypress. The, yeah, yeah. Cypress. Yeah, with your boots on. <laughs> with I my boots, that. like that was so hard to get. <laughs> it's such with a my sick 24. shot. <laughs> it, just, it was so hard to get with my 24 millimeter. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like leaning back as far as I can to try to get as much in that frame as possible. But uh, yeah, anyway. It's all good. <laughs> it works. It's true. Like you kind of have to get creative when you don't have, uh, like makes you learn the hard way. And so that when you have that stuff, like you appreciate it and then it's way easier. So. Absolutely. And it, it allows you to just to be more creative. You're just like, cool. Well, I don't have the luxury of just popping on another lens. Like I kind of just have to get creative and make some magic happen. Yep. Uh, what tools do you use for your, uh, post-processing? I, I mostly use Lightroom. Like almost everything I do is in Lightroom. I've been trying to challenge myself to get better at Photoshop. <laughs> it just takes some research, which I already told you is like <laughs> painful. <laughs> it's like takes me like it takes a lot of mental focus. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sit down and like learn some new stuff. Whereas like seriously, I'd rather sometimes just like get in there and start clicking buttons, but then I get like frustrated if I do that because it's actually like it's, Photoshop's it's pretty complex. You don't know. Yeah, it's complex if you don't know what you're doing. So. Yeah, I'm trying to challenge myself to get into Photoshop more to do at least like simple editing tweaks in there because the stuff in there is so like you can do some really cool stuff to change around colors and like just like the way the image looks. And I don't do a lot of I actually like never do any sort of like what people think of Photoshop where they're like actually like combining two images or putting like a fake, 
you know, bird in the sky or something. You know, I don't, I don't really put a dragon in the cypress tree tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> that actually might be kind of cool. <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't really do a lot of that, but I do think like the editing in there is really useful. So I need to get better at that. But right now, most of my stuff is Lightroom. So, yeah. Nice. How do you feel about, I guess, the current state of social media? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Instagram, Facebook. Well, Facebook is weird. Like, who knows what Facebook's doing nowadays? Like, <laughs> I like don't even remember the last time I got on Facebook, but yeah, uh, they, anxiety. Big time. <laughs> I get on there and I just get like hit with like political <laughs> articles and I'm like, what is this? Like, get out. Um, but yeah, so not, I don't really use that at all, <laughs> but I mean, Instagram, social media in general, it is pretty sad. Like to see, like, I can't imagine growing up right now with Instagram. Like it, it just, it, it creates sort of a fake life for people sometimes. And, and I actually like about died one time when I went home and I saw a friend that I hadn't seen in a minute and they were like, Oh, like your life looks so cool. Like you're like one of those people who everyone like, Oh, your life's just like, you're traveling all the time. And I, I, I was like, that is not my intention. Like my life is not perfect. It is not like, I'm not just spending all my days traveling, taking photos. Like I have to grind, you know? And it's, it's hard cause you just naturally put out the stuff that's like, the best stuff because that's what people want to see I guess you know and uh so it's it's hard because like these younger kids that are growing up and they're like in high school and like their Instagram is their life like that's pretty sad like it's it's kind of a bummer to see but at the same time I like I love Instagram like I love that it's created this opportunity for me to meet people and to put out my work so people can see it and uh it's motivating it's you know it kind of keeps me uh what's the word? It keeps me like responsible mm-hmm. uh, for my stuff. And like, cause I try to post, you know, like three times a week or so. And it keeps me like uh, dedicated to my, to my work and keeps me like going a little bit. Right. So it's a, uh, you know, double-edged sword. There's some really negative things with it and some really positive things. It's, we just all have to be really careful not to spend all day on Instagram and let that drive what we do. So <laughs> I don't know if that even answered that question, but <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And no, I'm always, I'm always just curious, you know, um, everyone has such a wide variety of opinions on that subject matter. So it's always nice to just, you know, hear what people think. Uh, yep. <laughs> so what type of music are you listening to? Um, yeah, I listen to all kinds of music. Like, that's a lie. I don't listen to Screamo. <laughs> that's not my thing. Never has been. <laughs> but it can be cool, I guess, if that's what you're into. Um, and then, like, okay, I really like hip hop music. Like, I maybe it comes from like my dance days. Mm-hmm. It's just like you hear that beat and you're just like grooving. I like listening to it when I edit sometimes because it just is like keeps me going. I, I think a couple artists that I am, you know, somewhat obsessed with lately. So John Billion, uh-huh. he is like one of my favorite artists. I think his music is so inspirational because he's like the most unique artist I've ever heard. Like maybe I'm giving him too much credit for that, but like seriously, like his stuff is just nuts. Like he takes so many different noises. And I even watched a video one time of him, like through his creating process. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting. Like, He's like sitting there, like making these crazy sounds into a microphone, and then he like throws it into his editing, and he's like manipulating the sound. Like he just knows how to put stuff together, like weird stuff, he and make it, it so, right. Like, yeah, he does some looping. Yeah, he loops stuff, but like a lot of his creation is like done. Yeah, like it's like manipulation of right. sound, but right. everything. He's like his own um, band. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, another. Do you know Tosh Sultana? Dude, I love her. And love All Time her. Low by John Bellion is dope. But Tosh, dude, she's yes. fire. Her voice. Oh, my goodness. I saw her live, and I was just like, I was like, I'm obsessed. Like, she is, she, like, sings from her soul. Yes. Like, it just, like, is crazy. <laughs> she's, like, up there by herself, like, looping things. Like, she does it all on her own. And she's just, like, looping it, and she's just, like, barefoot with, like, 
this beanie on and she's just so sick. Like she's up there just going crazy on stage and everyone's just obsessed with her. Like she is just so cool. And uh, yeah, I love her. <laughs> I love it. So, you got good yeah. music choices. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't say that just cause we listen to some of the same stuff. Although I don't, I don't listen to John Bellion too much. Uh, but they're like, he has songs. I guess I don't listen to any specific person too much, but like I listen to a lot of artists for select songs, you know, that I really enjoy. So, okay. um, yeah. <laughs> what about traveling? Do you have you, so have you ever been out of the country? Yeah. Yeah. I've traveled a lot, but not when I was young, like didn't really have the means to do that way back when, but I think my first, my first trip out, well, okay. My first trip out of the country, I was 20 years old and I just bought a ticket to Thailand and I was like, I'm going to go to Thailand. And I went by myself <laughs> and it was so scary, but you got to do things that make you feel uncomfortable. Right. So yeah, that was the first time I traveled. And since then I've been all over the place. Like I've been to like Denmark, Norway, Italy. I've been to Mexico. Um, yeah. I mean, I try to travel a decent amount. It's hard cause like time, you know, right. but uh, yeah, I like it. It's like, I, I love how you always talk about, um, like there's a lot of stuff to see in the U S which is a hundred percent true. Like I need to take more advantage of what's here. Mm -hmm. Uh, but at the same time, like I love seeing other cultures. Like that's what is really interesting to me. It, like that love of that kind of sparked when I went to Thailand. Um, cause I just got there and I was like, these people are crazy. Like, like they live like this, like, and they're just like stoked on it. They're happy. And I'm like, this is insane. Like, why am I not like stoked on my life? more? <laughs> like, so this is just, yeah, they're just like, they have like, they, they had so little in some of the areas and they were just like living life, you know? And like, they didn't have access to so many of the things that we worry about that really aren't important. And, uh, yeah, it's really inspiring. I, yeah, travel is huge for me. I would, hands down like if I could travel all the time that would be awesome so that's actually probably the biggest drive for me to do photography more full-time is so that I would have more flexibility to travel so what would you say the biggest takeaway from traveling has been like what have you learned while on the road just to like be open-minded about the world and life and and to not assume things like don't assume that people are a certain way. Cause like, you never know. And like, just love people for who they are. Like people are different and that's a blessing. Um, and it like, it's what makes life interesting, you know? So if we were all the same, that would suck. <laughs> so yeah, like go, go out and see new things and, and meet new people and understand their story. Cause it's fascinating. It's, I, I like see like, I love it. Like I'm even in San Francisco, like you see like a homeless person, like on the street. And I'm just like, I want to sit down and just talk to that person. Like, I want to know like what got them to their life right now. Like what, what's going on? Like, I just think that's really interesting. And so it's, I don't know. What are some of the craziest things that, I guess let's go with one story. What's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you while traveling? Good or bad? Oh gosh. Um, oh man. Well, I guess so when I was going to Thailand, uh -huh. I my phone got stolen in the LA airport. And I'm like 20 years old and have never even been outside the country and I'm like are you kidding me? Like I was freaking out. I was bawling. I seriously cried for 13 hours on my flight from LA to <laughs> Taiwan. <laughs> I was like, this cannot be happening. Like, I I don't even know what to do. So I was in Thailand for a month with no phone. <laughs> oh and <laughs> and then finally I had like I got, you know, hold of my parents and stuff. And they sent me a new phone because I was there for like four months, three, four months total. I don't know, something like that. But uh, anyway, after the first month, I had no phone and I was just like this is nuts but um I don't know I guess that doesn't really count but that sucked a lot to lose that but <laughs> uh yeah that that was hard um I guess like good sorry I'll give you a good one too we'll leave it off on a positive note <laughs> um let's see one of the coolest things ever actually so I just went to Costa Rica nice. and that place is awesome it is so beautiful. Like there's so many cool things to see there. And we, uh, we went to 
uh, the volcano area. I'm not even going to try to say it. It's like uh, Arinal or something cool like that, you know, it's like this volcano in, in Costa Rica. And uh, it was just amazing. Like just seeing the volcano and just, it, I'd never been to one before. And uh, just like so inspiring. Like that is just like, it's huge. And it takes like days to hike up it or something like crazy like that. And like, and just like being able to see like a new place like that. And we went on this zip line where we're like going down the zip line and I look over and it's not very common for the clouds to lift off the volcano. But I look over and like the clouds are lifting off of it and you can just see like this beautiful landscape and the volcano and like the skies looks amazing. And then we get down and there's like we're sitting on this platform and then this like rainbow pops up like over the volcano. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is insane. And I didn't have my camera, so that sucked. But <laughs> it's OK. Sometimes but that's I the best. Though. It. <laughs> it's just on the, it's like yeah. the, it's an eye moment. Yeah, it just was, I was just taking that in. So yeah, that was amazing. Places like that are amazing. So yeah. Based on what you just said, I'm curious, do you still, so it sounds like you got into photography because you had this love for being outside and adventuring. Now that you're (laughs) photographing a lot more of your adventures, do you still feel like you are taking the time to soak in the moments to have fun and adventure and to really enjoy what you're doing or is photography slowly kind of taking over and getting in the way of of that it kind of does and you have to be careful to try not to let it because it's um you know i'll go on trips with people that are not photographers and that is stressful (laughs) i don't know if you've ever done that but like we're like in these sick locations and i'm like trying to pull my camera out and like take as many shots as possible as fast as possible but not like make people wait for me and like there was one morning I made like everyone well I didn't make them I offered <laughs> that everyone could get up with me for sunrise and then it was like terrible <laughs> it didn't even look cool so but yeah it's like it's a hard balance it really is because I I find that like, I'm like, no, I have to get a photo of this. Like, this is amazing. I have to capture it so I can look back and remember it and like show everyone. And this is, yeah, I'm not great at that. It's something I need to work on because it does kind of interfere a little bit with just like having fun and like traveling and enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is nice though is like, I do try to take photos like sunset, sunrise. And then during the middle of the day, I try to just like relax, not take my camera, just like see what there is to do. So. That's so nice. Unless you're like a video guy and shooting video all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because if you're like, if you're like documenting a trip or something, it's like, you're just kind of, but no, I I love that. I love that. We talked about that because I've seen that with a lot of people and myself included. Um, You know, you get to this point to where it's like, you care more about the photo than you do about actually just getting out and enjoying the world around you. And then, at times you really have to take a big step back and figure out, okay, how do I realign this balance of, yes, I do love photography, but I also love to just hike up a mountain, sit on a rock and just sit there for 30 minutes and do nothing and just soak in <laughs> like the birds chirping and just like sit there and smile and laugh at that. And just like, this is so cool. <laughs> you know? And so it's like reconnecting with that inner kid, I think is so important. I think it's important to like have the adult focus of like, oh, I'm going to get this shot. But I think it's also important to pair that with like the really childish version of yourself. That's just like, oh my gosh, look at this tree over here. It's so cool. <laughs> and just like, tree. <laughs> yeah. And just like wanting to hang yeah. out at the tree for a bit. <laughs> yeah. No. And I think like what helped me too is like, I was super into like hiking and outdoors and stuff before I was even into photography. Right. So I, like, I already appreciated it. So, so that's good. Right. <laughs> I just didn't like, it. yeah. But the photography gets me to places that I maybe wouldn't have been willing to go before, which is kind of cool. Right. So, no, that anyway. is that. No, that's awesome. How do you deal with fear? So <laughs> I feel, so someone once told me, I don't know who it was. It might even be a famous quote. I just remember hearing it at some point uh, where someone said, like, you got to do something that makes you feel uncomfortable every single day, um, because then over time, less things will make you feel uncomfortable. And I think that is so genius. Like, it's so simple. But at the same time, like, I intentionally sometimes put myself in uncomfortable situations because I know it freaks me out. Uh, like 
heights actually kind of freak me out but I I like go for it still like I like stand on the edge of that cliff and look you know because it's like it's like exhilarating I like went bungee jumping even though that was like so scary you know like you just kind of have to challenge yourself and push yourself and and I guess like you know for me like a stu- the the annoying one that is like uncomfortable for me is putting myself out there and getting rejected you know like approaching a brand maybe and like having them shoot me down but it's like what is the worst thing that will happen it's like it's it's not a big deal you know it's like we're scared of nothing right and so yeah but it is scary for me like I won't lie like I have to constantly be talking myself through things being like it's fine it's cool like keep your chill (laughs) like so um but yeah that stuff like all of it like there's so many things that are uncomfortable even like going to new places sometimes is uncomfortable for me Mm -hmm. uh going into a room of new people is uncomfortable for me uh but yeah so I mean all that stuff I have to actually work through a little bit with myself good good like I said earlier, it's super cool. Like you're just very aware of a lot of these things, which is good because that means you can develop these these minor fears that you have to allow you to just enjoy a larger appetite for life, which is really, it's a really exciting place to be. You know, the bigger that appetite grows, the more like you start to realize and actualize like your your potential. Yeah. And that's like, it's exciting. The way that, I mean, you listen to the podcast, so you kind of probably have an idea of how we end these podcasts, but I wanted to go ahead and basically give you the floor to leave the, uh, the AOV community with some type of inspiration or motivation from you to them. And there's no rush. Feel free to take your time, but whenever you're ready, go ahead and just uh, give them a little piece of your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, a couple things probably. I mean, I think first, like you just gotta enjoy the journey and that's coming from someone who's like pretty early on still, like I don't have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, you know, but that's okay. And like, I honestly am getting to the point, like I, I actually don't care that I don't, you know, it's like, I, I really enjoy what I'm doing. I enjoy getting out and having a blast. And I think that's so important or else it's like, if you don't enjoy every day and the journey of getting somewhere, then what was the purpose of getting there? Um, so I think that's important. And then, um, <laughs> I actually, uh, so I'm going to butcher this, but there's this quote that I kind of think about a lot and it's something to the effect of like, today I will do what others won't. So tomorrow I can accomplish what others can't. And I think that is like so important. I think like a football player said it or something, but it's so <laughs> applicable. <laughs> it's applicable here. Don't worry. Because really, like you have to do things like that's kind of my motto lately. Like you got to do things that feel uncomfortable uh, because it's uncomfortable for a reason. And that's why other people don't do it. So you have to like if you want to accomplish something great or accomplish something that other people haven't accomplished yet, then you have to do something that they won't do. Like you have to be willing to do those things that other people don't get out and do. So um, anyway, that's kind of huge. I think in photography is there's a lot of stuff that feels uncomfortable, like driving through the middle of the night, eight hours to get somewhere for sunrise. And it's like, you know, 10 degrees when you get there kind of sucks. Like it's like not that fun at first, but then like, it's worth it. Like you get there and you see the view and it's like, it was uncomfortable getting there, but like, look what you have to show for it. So anyway, those are probably my (laughs) words of wisdom (laughs) by Paige, right? Um, But those are things I think about a lot. So, Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Paige Tingy, thank you so much for coming on the show. (laughs) Thanks, Prince. (laughs) It's awesome to be here. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the AOV Podcast. Our goal here at Art of Visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography, uh, filmmaking, and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. With that said, we've picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs, and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to Adorama.com there instead of uh, elsewhere and just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys uh, like our podcast, our free app. Um, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. Uh, so check out 
our website, shop.artivisuals.com. Go get some free presets. The artist presets are still for sale. If you want to support the artist and you should support the artist, uh, just know that that money goes to them. And we're also going to be reworking that commission structure uh, here in the next month. So we're really stoked about that. But go get some free presets. And if you guys want to buy gear, please support us. Help us out. Go to Adorama.com. Peace.